Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the People Analytics Podcast. I'm the host, Sean Boyce, CEO and founder of StaffGeek. I'd like to welcome my guest for this week, my friend, Adrian Russo, who is the head of talent acquisitions at T-Rex Solutions. Hello, Adrian. How are you? And thank you for being on the show. Hey, how you doing, Sean? Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Absolutely. And to get things uh, started here, if you could, please give uh, for both myself and our listeners a background on what T-Rex Solutions is and what you do as head of talent acquisition there. Sure. Um, T-Rex is a cloud and cybersecurity company. Um, we're actually the largest uh, federal civilian cloud and cybersecurity company uh, in the U.S. Um, we provide more cloud and cybersecurity services to the federal government um, on the federal civilian side than any other cloud provider uh, that that's works with the federal government. Um, our largest contract is with the census. Uh, we were charged to move their mission critical system to the cloud. Um, and we're actually ramping up now uh, with census enumeration. So all of our mission critical systems are actually being tested at the moment. And I think this year will be the first year that we see uh, our work at T-Rex uh, being on display with the census via enumeration. Uh, my job at T-Rex is actually as the head of talent acquisition. So um, what I do is I develop the organizational strategy and direction for talent acquisition at T-Rex, um, both from a business systems perspective and from a people perspective. So what that means is um, I'm in charge of modernizing our systems, making sure that our product roadmap um, stays current for our business systems on the recruiting side, and then also developing the talent plan. Um, I do that from the staffing perspective on the team and then also uh, the near-term and long-range plan for uh, talent for the organization. Sounds like you've got plenty to keep you busy, especially now. Very busy. Very busy, especially with census gearing up to enumeration. True. Yeah, very hot year for that, of course. It is. Excellent. Exciting, though. Thank you for that background. I agree that is exciting. Uh, if you could also tell us a little bit more about your background specifically and ultimately how you got into talent acquisition. I'd love to hear a little bit more about kind of your career path. Yeah, absolutely. So I started off in recruiting uh, with Department of Defense in 2007. Um, you know, I did uh, a lot of work in uh, the cyber community um, with, you know, crypto linguists and electronic warfare. Um, when I got out of DOD, I went to uh, the private sector and continued recruiting for you know, the Department of Defense in a lot of the same, in a lot of the same areas, uh, focused almost exclusively on technical talent acquisition. Uh, one of the things I found that was difficult for me as a recruiter was, you know, as we were working on these highly technical jobs, you know, a lot of it I didn't really understand. And I said a lot of crazy things like, do you do Java? And it just doesn't make sense and people laugh at you. So um, I decided to go back to school and I actually got a master's in IT. And so for me, that was really helpful because it enabled me to not only better understand what, you know, technical professionals do, um, but it also helped me to think of recruiting in different terms. So, you know, I, I like to think, you know, how I can apply technology to help solve recruiting challenges. Um, that's something I actually did on my own in developing uh, recruiting software solutions uh, to do open source sourcing. Um, so basically, you know, to develop recruiting tools to find talent from the open web without the use of job boards. Um, so really, you know, I think my technical background is what led into, you know, some of these recruiting methods that we use at T-Rex, um, and then also the methodology behind how I go about recruiting. I've been at recruiting, or excuse me, I've been at T-Rex for a little over a year now, and um, 
you know, really what we've been focusing on there is, um, you know, a lot of what I just mentioned, incorporating, you know, a more modern, um, more modern and scalable approach to recruiting and talent acquisition and modernizing our business systems. Very encouraging. And there's a lot to unpack there in particular, talking about kind of the tools and the things that you've done to advance the work that you do. Uh, I definitely want to commend you for, like you said, when you're getting started and then having those initial conversations and wanting to be more like technically prepared in them, going back and uh, doubling down on the industry expertise that I think would ultimately likely help you be even better in your career moving forward. I imagine that was kind of the, their inspiration behind that. Is that, is that accurate? Yeah, it really was. Um, you know, that, that's, that was the inspiration behind that. And really I just had a passion for technology and, you know, for me, you know, if I'm doing this job as recruiting, specifically technical recruiting, you know, I have a lot of respect for the people who actually do the job day in and day out and just don't, you know, aren't doing it from an academic perspective, like I largely was. So for me, it was, it was partially, I wanted to get better at my profession, but also, you know, a lot of it was, Hey, I'm talking to these people every day. You know, I should have enough respect that, you know, I want to learn a little bit more about their profession and really just, I want to grow as a recruiter. Um, to do the best I can to, to get to know what these individuals are doing and how I could best understand what, what they are doing to, to kind of find the right, the right position for them or the right fit either within my organization or help them find the right place for them next in their career. Excellent. So having said that, um, shifting gears on to the main content of our show, obviously our, our name of our show being People Analytics, which we interpret as that intersection between people and data. Uh, you've already mentioned a few things so far, which we'd love to talk more about, but love to learn more from yourself as far as what you've done in industry to kind of live around this intersection and um, you know, sharing those insights with both myself and our audience. We'd love to learn a little bit more uh, with any of the work that you've done in or related to what we'd consider to be People Analytics. Yeah, I think one of the things I think broadly that that I've done, and I think you, you could see this a lot at T-Rex, um, is, you know, around, we talked about the business systems a little bit. And everything that we do at T-Rex is met, metrics driven. So first we implemented, um, I want to start off just maybe taking it back a little bit. And this will help explain how we introduced, you know, analytics to T-Rex to and how this drives our recruiting efforts. T-Rex was really, they were at a place where they had a really solid recruiting team. Um, they were at a really good place recruiting. They had just won the census. Uh, they were doing well with the census contract, but they knew to scale that they needed to, you know, all their business systems were coming up for renewal. Um, They're at the end of life. So they knew when they came in, the person that, that they chose for this role, um, they would want someone that could select the right business systems that are modern, scalable, robust to meet their future talent needs and could take that, take the organization to that next level talent wise. So when I came in, what was important, I think, was to have some metrics behind what we're doing. So we can say, you know, this works and here's why and here's the data behind it. So the first thing, the first thing that we did was uh, we actually got rid of every single product they had, everything, every job board, every resume database. Um, uh, you know, our ATS. And really that was, that was not because they selected poorly. Um, you know, you have to remember when you sign long licenses, especially in tech, you know, you sign long licenses, four-year licenses, five-year licenses, 
By the time that's up, there have been other things that have come out in the marketplace that are more modern and robust. And I think that's what happened here. So what we did is we implemented an ATS uh, called Greenhouse. Now Greenhouse is, is uh, it's a modern cloud-based ATS that's very robust and allows for API integration. Uh, it has an open API so you could really do anything you want to it. The other thing that it does is everything that is performed in the system is tracked. Every action that's taken, every candidate that applies, every candidate phased, every candidate phase is tracked. So you get detailed analytics on every single action that's performed. Um, there's also logging so you can see everything that, that happens or fails to happen within the organization. So there's also accountability. Um, the reporting is fantastic. And if you have a little bit of a tech background, you can really extrapolate any type of data that you want. So I thought that was really important. Basically with, with Greenhouse, you could, you could incorporate you know, other recruiting tools, um, either that you develop or that are out there in industry because of their open API. So really that allows us to build a customized recruiting platform and not just have an ATS or applicant tracking system. We could really make this what we want. And because everything that comes in, every piece of data that comes in, is able to be extracted out, we can really create dynamic reports that, that tell us things like where our best lead source is coming from, where our best candidates come from by job, where the best candidates come from by job, by department for specific hiring managers. So we could actually target and leverage those resources to find us the best candidates for the specific hiring managers, specific departments, and reduce our time to fill and time to hire across the organization and be able to target problem areas where we're having challenges um, as a team, you know, filling positions either quickly or with the right talent um, and take a deep look at those metrics to, to see how we can improve. Um, so I think that was one of the really important things that we did at T-Rex. That's excellent. I have nothing but good things to say about Greenhouse as well too. Actually, Staff Geek has recently launched an integration with them because their uh, product lines up so well with ours. So I, yeah, I'm curious to get your take on uh, what your experience has been like working with them thus far. It seems like they've only continued to grow and be more successful. And it's very interesting to hear you talk about the, uh, the customizability that exists. So I'd love to get your take on them, number one. And number two, I'd love to learn a little bit more about what you have been able to do in a uh, customized way using their tool, which has been better for uh, T-Rex. So we've been able to do a couple things uh, in the past with Greenhouse. You know, I've performed uh, three different in, uh, integrations and implementations with, with Greenhouse, uh, doing various things as far as customizing the product to suit organizational needs. Uh, one of the things that was interesting that we did in the past that, you know, we want to bring to T-Rex um, is having uh, function-based services. So basically putting services, instantiating services in the cloud so that we have trigger-based automation uh, to run these services seamlessly, to go out and, and get data from the web, specifically candidate data, uh, ingest that and consume that data directly into Greenhouse and be able to, to process that. Um, one of the first things on the roadmap, I would say, is a nightly search agent. Um, it works nicely because you know, if you run a nightly search agent, especially if you're searching the open web, um, you run into a lot of issues with either 404 or 503 responses. And if you're doing a nightly search agent, you have 12 hours to run that. So if you run into those issues, you just run it, run it, run it. Your Lambda function will keep running until it processes your request. So 
Um, the theory behind it is if you're doing a nightly search agent, you have all that time to run the agent, and then when the, the recruiters come in the morning, their sourcing's done for them, and they have a call list. So that's one thing we have on the, on the product roadmap. Uh, another thing is just doing things like integrating meetup groups. Uh, an item that was done in the past was uh, integrating um, our meetup, our, our hosted meetup events, and our sign-up page with Salesforce. So when we have people sign up in Salesforce, that data then gets consumed um, into Greenhouse and is tracked as, um, the, the candidate data is tracked as leads. So these, these leads uh, then become people you could actionably call and, and contact for open positions. I mean, you have a resume, contact information, things like that. So when you're talking about people analytics and you know how you use data, it's all about, for me anyway, capturing all the recruiting data you can, no matter where it's coming from, in one centralized source. So whether you want to use that data or not, it's available to you to aggregate and look at uh, to really glean meaningful insights from. I want to jump back to some of the specific things that you said, because I think there's a lot of value there, but I want to make sure that everyone's on the same page. You'd mentioned the nightly search agent. Can you give a higher level kind of description for what that is for anyone who may not be familiar? Sure. So a nightly search agent uh, is, is something that basically in this context will perform a search for candidates on the open web. So think of it as a really fancy Boolean search on steroids essentially that is gonna be programmatically run by a service that is triggered by an event. That event could be um, posting a new job. That event could be time, like you know, posting a job and then waiting a day. Uh, but, but either way, regardless of how that function is triggered, the intent is that nightly search agent at, you know, during off work hours, will run a search of the open web for candidates based on input parameters that are either in a job description that are being extracted um, or input parameters that a recruiter will, will put into the search agent. And then that search agent will go to the open web, find talent from the open web and bring back their resumes or profiles and ingest them directly into the job into Greenhouse. Very cool. And is that process almost fully automated? It is fully automated and it does exist. Um, it's something that I've, that I've done before. Um, so yeah, it's fully automated. It already exists, not overly difficult. It's, it's basically a, from a greenhouse perspective, it's a, it's a three-step process. I mean, you have three core components. You have your open API with greenhouse. Um, you have your subskeleton and then you have your function. So when you're looking at your function, you're running infrastructure as code. So once the once a trigger uh, once once an event happens, it fires a trigger, hits your lambda function, and then uh, all of your data uh, that comes from that nightly search agent is ingested in the greenhouse. One thing that's of note, I keep I think I keep going back and forth between function and lambda. They're they're essentially synonymous. I say lambda because you know for for us what we do is this would be done on AWS. So when we're talking about functions on AWS, it's Lambda. Um, if this was on Azure, it'd be Azure functions. But essentially it's the same. We're talking about infrastructure as code. So whether or not it's a function, whether or not it's Lambda, it's all infrastructure as code. Awesome. And of course, when you're mentioning AWS, that's Amazon Web Services, right? The 
cloud host yeah. a provider of which Azure is another example of that as well too. And then Lambda and function are basically like different services that you can elect to do specific type of work, which you're talking about, right, Adrian? Um, so I, I think that's all really interesting. And I would say hardcore people analytics, so well played. Um, next question for me was going to be with regard to some of this stuff, I imagine there are going to be listeners who are going to have more questions about this, but would you recommend that um, maybe a little bit less technical recruiting teams, talent acquisition teams, or human resources teams invest more into technology to improve what they're, what they're working on, what they're prioritizing, or their recruiting efforts? And if so, uh, how would you recommend teams get started in doing some of these things that you've gotten tremendous value out of? So I think probably the most important thing first is really for whoever the top line leader is to take a holistic look at their organization and see where their needs are. No two organizations are alike. Um, when I came in, I think we, we did all of this stuff with the, the different um, products and services that, that our team had. So that was one of the first things we did. But for us, even beyond that, um, after we you know, quickly transitioned to Greenhouse, another thing for us was training. We spent, you know, aside from this, we spent the next three months doing nothing but training. Um, so to answer your question directly, I think, I think it depends on the organization. For us, the next most important thing was, you know, having a team that understood, you know, like I was saying earlier about my background, understood what the technical professionals do that they were recruited. Um, we implemented on uh, T-Rex, we implemented a uh, AWS training program and curriculum. Um, we worked with, you know, the Chief Human Resources Officer, the COO, uh, our CEO, to basically come up with a training plan that met the, you know, met the policies with the organization and that would, you know, meet the needs of the team and the organization to get everyone AWS certified on the recruiting team. Um, that was really important for us, and I think it's been a technical differentiator because the entire team is AWS certified, and they've, you know, we have a hundred percent pass rate on the team. So, I mean, I think to answer your question, it depends on what the top line leaders' assessment is of the organization. I certainly think that it's important to have a sound uh, technical platform, um, but I don't think we'll ever be able to get away from, you know having the that human factor with the recruiters screening on the ground and having that 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 human interaction so it, it really comes down to what the top line leader determines is important excellent and thank you for sharing that's been a tremendous amount of uh, awesome value i want to thank you for sharing that with myself and the audience two more questions for you before we let you go the first is what resources would you recommend for both myself and our audience to kind of dive into any of this any further books blogs events anything of that nature so this is kind of um this kind of asymmetric but i would say a book uh called zero to one and if it's anyone's ever heard of it it's a great book uh it's by peter thiel it talks about innovation a lot and this is a book i give to to kind of think about you know how how i like to approach problems and the whole premise of the book is it's easy to go from one to 10 because once you've established one, somebody's done it before. So you, there's a model for it and you just improve the model. What's really hard is going from zero to one where there's nothing that existed previously and you're trying to create that first widget, whatever it is. So um, I recommend zero to one 
uh, by Peter Thiel. I also recommend a tipping point. Um, anyone who's probably listening to this podcast, I'm, I think it's probably really good at their profession. They wouldn't be listening if they're not, you know, reading a lot of books, consuming a lot of media for podcasts, um, you know, doing a lot of research on their own. So I, you know, I think that everyone is probably well adapted to their profession. So I think, you know, the how to approach it part is just as important as the, the technical part of our job. And so for that, for that reason, those are two books I would recommend. Uh, those are excellent recommendations. I'm familiar with them. Of course, my background includes technology as well, too. And those yeah. books are very popular in those circles. And I love that that's what you've mentioned, right? It's because empowering HR, empowering talent acquisition these days doesn't necessarily need to be job specific. You've talked a lot about the value you've gotten out of, you know, branching out using technology and making you know, empowering your team. So I think that is very consistent as well too. And I would encourage others to do the same. So thank you for sharing those. Then uh, last question I have for you is who should reach out to you and how can they get in touch? Um, really anyone, anyone can reach out to me for any reason, uh, whether it's to ask questions, follow questions about what they've heard on this podcast or any questions for, you know, advice for any migrations they're doing. Um, you know, I've, perform a lot of ATS migrations, probably I'd venture to say all the, all the popular ones out there, both modern and some of the legacy platforms. So really anyone can reach out to me for any reason. Um, the best way to get a hold of me is adrian.russo at trexsolutionsllc.com. Um, and I'd be happy to answer any emails and uh, get in contact with anyone that reaches out. Awesome. Well, thank you for providing that, Adrian. And thank you for being here and sharing your awesome advice. Thank you. I appreciate you having me, Sean. Thanks for listening to this episode of the People Analytics Podcast powered by StaffGeek. If you or anyone you know is a leader in human resources or talent acquisition and would be interested in being a guest on our show, please reach out to me at sean at staffgeek.com. That's sean, S-E-A-N, at staffgeek, S-T-A-F-F-G-E-E-K.com. We would love to share your valuable knowledge with our audience. At this point, we'd like to take a moment to thank the sponsor of our show, StaffGeek. StaffGeek helps companies hire smarter, by increasing retention, and combating turnover, all while reducing time to hire. They do this by creating a customized behavioral assessment around your company's unique culture. Armed with your FitTech assessment, you're able to evaluate which candidates are the right fit for your company's culture. Start hiring smarter today with StaffGeek. If you'd like to learn more, reach out to StaffGeek at hello at staffgeek.com or visit them on the web at staffgeek.com.